Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. On this week's episode, we have Lachlan, Timothy, Lauren, Lucy, Amelia and Justin. We look at some of the interesting Kickstarters that would be around the area of spectroscopy. Everything from Google Goggles, if you remember it, to taking a photo using Google Reverse Image Search and some Kickstarters claiming to do portable mass spectroscopy. Analytical chemistry in the palm of your hand. Or is it really not possible? As we continue our journey of Kickstarters that frustrate and infuriate Lachlan, we turn to something else which takes the field of mass spectroscopy and turns it into something that you can use in your everyday life rather than in the middle of an analytical chemistry lab. Of course, as a chemistry major and a keen chemist and studier of technology and with a lot of experience with it, this really drives Lachlan crazy, mostly because he would be the number one purchaser if it really worked. We get into a discussion of how the cloud works, how applications like this may be helpful um, to people who have food allergies, and we look at how exactly you could make it work using some alternate methods. So what other crazy, ridiculous Kickstarters, Lachlan, have you had that are fake that you want to, like... Oh, sure the first up. one I wanted to fight was, um... It was a... <laughs> you wanted to fight? Yes. Like, <laughs> these are the ones we need to hear about. It was a portable infrared spectrometer that you could attach to your mobile device. And so not only could you achieve tabletop laser power um, using a phone... Um, It was was powerful enough to actually, um, like, analyse not only the chemical composition of food, but it could tell you whether or not the avocado was ripe. (laughs) I remember this! That was a specific example they used. It's like, look, it can tell that this avocado is ripe and this one isn't. Um, I don't know if this was it, but it looks equally bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have a look at this. We have invented a system called Telspec, combining a spectrometer and a unique algorithm. Ooh, Uh unique algorithms. To tell you the allergens, chemicals, nutrients, calories, and ingredients in your food. Those were a lot of syllables. That sounds like science. Unique algorithms as I want, (laughs) but they're not going to. Work. <laughs> right, so they're working on the algorithm. algorithm, but I'm not releasing it until it works, and it is for the very important task of deciding how to order pizza. <laughs> but like, that's that's my unique algorithm. That they could be using the pizza algorithm in their telespec. No one would know. The thing is, like the thing they're claiming to do, um, supercomputers can't even do. Like that's why analytical chemists is a job rather than a robot. <laughs> because the whole thing is to interpret chemical data and say, here is some useful conclusions yeah, the, about this, it. We what this looks like, to do that it yet. looks like the uni project that Andrew was working on where they're like, theoretically, take a, a, yeah, a pre-existing a concept. medical or scientific uh, imaging device yeah. and make up a product that we might want to sell one day yeah. and do a Kickstarter, except these guys did it. What if these guys have ever actually seen a spectrometer? Well, it makes sense that an analysis engine analyzes things. Look, if a supercomputer can't do the analysis, sending the data to a cloud supercomputer, getting it to churn the numbers and taking it back to your phone, that part, not unreasonable. Yeah. If a supercomputer could do the analysis. Yes. Yeah. What I like to imagine. 
I like to imagine that what it has is it just has a regular, like, tiny digital camera in there. Sends it to someone who's like, pizza! <laughs> I, was, I was honestly just thinking, like, it chucks it into Google. Has she <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Google is yeah. like, this looks like a photo of pizza. And then, like, it goes, alright, what's the... Somewhere, the yeah, somewhere there'll be, like, a nutritional summary yeah. of yeah. pizza, and it's like, phone oh, grabs that. Here is what is in a pizza. <laughs> Except, that'd be really great if you could, like, point it at non-edible things, and it would be like, chug. <laughs> but, like, that's actually... Forgetting, forgetting this, this thing, that's a really good idea. It does what this thing is claiming well, to that's do. That's what Google Goggles. Wants. No, it doesn't, because this thing claims to find allergens. For yeah. Oh, well, that, yeah. That, that, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I can look at a pizza and not about, know if I'm allergic. But what Will's talking about is, is what Google Goggles was. Yeah. Is, is Google still a thing? I don't know. As opposed to Google Glass. Are you talking about Google Glass? No, Google, Google Goggles predated Glass. It was Google an Apple Goggles. Yeah, it was an Apple <laughs> phone, and you basically you pointed your phone at a thing. Told it to identify it, and it That's would come cool. with information. I've never heard of that. Yeah, and then, you could set it to translate languages and stuff. It was yeah. kind of cool, and it didn't work very smoothly, by the way. <laughs> Sweet, like you can even tell you how sweet your watermelon is, or how many calories are in your. Oh, and also your total water in your body. What, by pointing at yourself? Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pass it through your whole being. Right. But if I point it at like my toe, does that just tell me how much water is in my toe, or does that assume it's an average for my entire body? What? Maybe you have to take it at several sampling points and yeah. average it out. Because I, I feel like there would probably be parts of the human body that have more water than other parts. I think it's a pretty safe guess. Test, <laughs> I think. <laughs> or more acid. Yeah. More acid. yeah. What's my pH though? Come on. Yeah, like your mouth. That feels like one that's probably got a higher water level. Yeah. Yeah, they're really not. But it's just scary. Like this, this, this project got two point seven million dollars. Like, what are they gonna do with it? And yeah, what are they gonna do with it? They actually this legitimately building it, as far as I can see. But it doesn't it's work. That doesn't matter. Why two million? Easy. It'd be more ethical for them to run away with it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this was the bit that I was reading. We have no option. Sending <laughs> our explorers away is done by lighting the sample in study. Uh, when the light shines on the sample, the photons penetrate into it. Penetrates into it. Yeah, the photons I was, penetrates. I was fixing the grammar along the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I scrapped myself to read it. <laughs> meeting, in their, meeting in their way the molecules that compose the sample. Each of the molecules has its own specific set of energy. Not wrong. And if a photon with the correct energy hits it, there is a chance that the photon will simply disappear. It's very Oh, well. disappear? Disappear is not the word. Did you mean absorbed? Did you mean the photon? <laughs> no, magic. Yeah. <laughs> the light source sends billions of photons. Some of them will disappear. No, it's not a chance. Those with sing. energy that matches the sample's vibration. This would be fine if they hadn't used the word absorb. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah but, so you know, okay, you know how light works. It does then penetrate into the sample. <laughs> yeah. Hitting so its molecules, molecules again and again. again. We don't really know what absorbance yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. 
What we need to do now is simply yeah. to ask these photos what they have seen. Then you can't do what you know. If I was going to explain how spectroscopy worked to a five-year-old, this is the language that I would use. Yeah. yeah. So you're telling That's me. What they go for. Well, I think I'd try to be a little more accurate. I think okay, for so a five-year-old. So they know, but I would, I would say, you know, yeah. if we wanted to find out, like. If you wanted to read yeah. it, photons, yeah. you know. This is basic spectroscopy. This is basically spectroscopy. This is technically correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think technically correct. <laughs> what I would use. Um, Some wavelengths will be missing. I, I think these are the wavelengths that match the vibrations energy. Yeah. These are the fingerprints of the sample components. So they're called fingerprint regions, so that's fine. I'm fine now, with that. Yeah. But then now they just think a lot like this last paragraph is the entire operation of their device. Yeah, yeah so so far it's been explaining what is spectroscopy. Yeah, yeah, and then Hand wave, hand wave, and we find out for your food. They compare the, the light we sent and the light we collect to analyze the molecular content of the sample. Okay, so you can mm. say mm. what molecules are in mm. there, but does that help me know whether or not it has nuts in it? <laughs> no, that's the oh, no. proprietary <laughs> and confidential. <laughs> Which is Very the entire purpose of the thing. Because great, I know what molecules are in there, but do you then compare those molecules and find the structure of them to figure out if that's the molecular structure? Or is it going to be sort of like, it sounds a fair bit like just the sort of general, you know, when we look at sunlight and we're like, well, we can see that there's helium there and hydrogen in the sun. And it's kind of like, okay, but those are two chemicals. Bit skeptical of the accuracy of a spectrometer that's small and not enclosed in a well controlled environment. Based on crowdsourced data, a watermelon with a, with a similar scan was reported as sweet, but mm, no. Wow. Oh, that's not how data works. But the cloud, the cloud is so strong. I'm pretty <laughs> sure in a environment this would work accurately. I'm not sure it would. Wow, because also, I've pointed it at a watermelon and it said, hey, that's a seed. Yeah, as opposed to maybe the flesh of the watermelon or the, like the, the, each part of it. Yeah. Okay, so there's this, I found this, some water. This, yeah, there's water in a watermelon. There's no an kidding. actual here's, spectrometer. Here's an actual handheld spectrometer, and here's an actual data reading of it. So you get an elemental analysis. Yeah. Yes. Yep. But from that, friend. can I tell if there were nuts in there? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a UV spectrometer. In an infrared one could theoretically, with an infinite power and um, <laughs> like, so if you're doing this in the lab, yes, you could analyze for some allergens. Yes, I think so. With, with that data? No, no, <laughs> no, not at all. With real machines. With real machines. Yeah, I can yeah. test for nuts. That's fine. I'm sure yeah. there's something that reacts to nuts, and you just pour it on and find out if there are nuts. But that doesn't help me. Because I'm just trying to look at it yeah. with a device. Actually, yeah, no, I take it back. I don't think any device could tell you if there were allergens present. No, because no, if there were, they would be on the <laughs> There were. If, if that device existed, people would be buying Exactly, yeah. Because there are people with such severe allergies yeah. that it wouldn't matter if it's a $50,000 no, thing. You would have one in your home because you could guarantee your child's safety. Yeah, okay, so people would get it. What is wrong with this picture? Uh, uh, just, just pointing at the container. Yeah. Also, 
Also, she made that. I'd like to tell you that uh, looks pretty much like a black light. $7 million. I'm sorry, um, man. Wait, so. That's so much money for something so useless in December. No, it would be it incredibly would be useful. useful if it worked. Yeah. I would buy one if it worked. But like, spec like portable spectroscopy like, would be an amazing thing. The whole concept of being able to point a thing at some food and find out if I can eat it. Yeah. Or drugs. I would like say like several hundred dollars for yeah. that. Because yeah. that would be a valuable thing for me. Yeah. But unfortunately, what the technology of what they're suggesting to work on it <laughs> is not, not really a thing. No. I get that. It's not miniaturizable. The no. best bet is what, what we talked about with Google Goggles, where you take a picture of it and go, well, this, this is a satay. Probably has peanuts in it. Say peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, Do you I, know what I want to know? I want to know, is this specific cake okay? Yeah. Yeah. Not, is chocolate cake okay? Yeah, I know chocolate cake is probably plans. not okay. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. Finding out what's in the food just by looking at it with your phone? Probably not really going to work anytime soon. Portable mass spectroscopy requires some supercomputers and some very powerful processing, not just a small Kickstarter. Our ending theme was composed by Audio Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.